0: The following is brought to you in association with, and from a proud partner of, The Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment, here.
1: You're listening to Pure Rock Radio. Feed your addiction. Yeah!
2: Hey, what's up? This is Mercedes from the White Swan and Kitty, and you are listening to Radioactive Metal.
3: Welcome to Radioactive Metal.
4: What's up, everyone? Welcome to a nocturnal episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 628. And I'm Starlight.
0: This is Aaron, and I love the night because freaks come out at night. And when the freaks come out at night, they need a hot cup of coffee so they can go all night. In fact, we're going to make them a motorhead. That's where you get true cult coffee. You put in Jack and Coke. And you go all night long, all night, all night long. <laughs> Wrong genre, but you guys can get what I'm saying here. So, True Cult Coffee, T R V E K V L T Coffee.com, the hottest, blackest, most metal coffee on the planet, made by metalheads for metalheads. This is not for the faint of heart. This is no joke. This is for people who appreciate coffee. Like, you want flavor, you get True Cult Coffee. You want caffeine? Like, like here's how here's how I put it, man. I'm in a craft beer, right? Snowy and I did an episode on craft beer a while ago, Mm
4: -hmm. and
0: if you just want to get hammered, you go out and buy your like 36 pack of natural ice, natty ice for those who know, uh, for like your ten dollars, and you're fucked up on like this water flavored (laughs) alcohol piss, right? But. If you want to enjoy the experience, like if you want to sit down and be like, oh man, that that was good. Like I, I feel like I could take on the day. Like you go out, you get a good craft beer. Like right now I'm drinking Ghost Rider. We'll talk about that in a minute because my mouth is on fire. But True Call Coffee <laughs> is the craft coffee. It is crafted by somebody who loves coffee genuinely and it tastes phenomenal. Take it from me who doesn't even like coffee. I enjoyed True Cult Coffee. I drink it black. My favorite York Helvete. It has a very whiskey-colored, um, like note to it. It's very nice. It's lovely. Anyway, so True Cult Coffee, T R V E K V L T Coffee Subscribe today, and not only do you get one great band, you'll get two of them. And yeah, two because like today it'll be like for November. So yeah, that's not happening. So Snowman, what's up, brother?
4: Well, I'm going to be needing to stock up on True Cavalt coffee too, because um, while it didn't stick around, it's only October 16th. It snowed today up up here in Winnipeg. I got my first bit of snow up here now. It just kind of, it just kind of fell, was on the ground for a little while, but eventually melted. But it's still there.
0: Wow. Wait, see, it's yeah. October. Got, man. I forgot what it's like to get snow in October.
4: <laughs> yeah, and I and I often said, like, just hold off. You know, Mister Mister Jack Frost, Mister Winter, old old man Winter, hold off until November first. Give the kids, you know, a snow-free Halloween, and give your Uncle Snowy, you know, a a Halloween party without. Without stumbling home in the snow, please. After that, go ahead. Go nuts. It's just tonight, tonight, or not? I should say, like for the next couple weeks up up here, you know, we've been really hit with the whole COVID-ness business up here. Like here, especially in Winnipeg, you know, everyone that's been following the show throughout, you know, ever since March and all that, Winnipeg has been doing pretty damn good just in terms of cases and you know everyone masks and social distancing and all that we were kind of the talk the talk of the world really we were doing so well but you might recall a couple maybe about 3 episodes ago I kind of went off the rail at some people you know fucking normies bar hopping and all that and before you oh, know yeah. cases gone through the roof there's all sorts of new rules and regulations and and all that. And it's just it's going to get to the point. The next step, if something doesn't happen here, the next step is when everything is just going to be closed down. You know, so,
0: let me ask something, man. So. What were your cases when those people went bar hopping? Because because you guys are really ridiculously low you guys shut down right away i felt like you shut down for a decent amount of time like i remember sky being on talking about everything that that happened all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. um and like this just seems so sudden but honestly it does seem like it's roughly started 2 weeks after you were going off about the people packed in the clubs
4: it was it was it was exactly that and just seeing on the news a lot of these cases got traced back to young people like bar hopping on the weekends and all that because like well, I, I you dude you remember when you were 18 19 you know you were young dumb and full of cum and all that you were invincible like
0: well, you know. sometimes I still am,
4: depending on how much I drink. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, a lot of people are listening to this right now that that know that us going, ah, what do you mean when he was younger? Oh, I know. Fuck, he's, he's every bit the bonehead now. <laughs> oh, I am absolutely
0: a bonehead. Liquid encouragement does a lot. <laughs> it does,
4: yeah. Yeah, well, I remember, you know, at, at that age. But I would like to think... You know, that even if I was that age, knowing that, you know, the shows, my clubs, you know, my friends' livelihoods are at risk here, you know, which they are, (laughs) you know. See, I was never
0: much a club goer. I'd be looking for concerts, and we still haven't had a lot of concerts, so I'd probably still go to concerts. I'm curious to, to know if my younger self would have worn a mask like, I feel like I would have but I also feel like I would have worn like a like a Gene Simmons full face mask everywhere I went.
4: Oh, for sure. That's like, that's that's it exactly. I would have turned every night into Halloween. Yeah,
0: like like that's what I think I would have done. Like I think I would have probably like made giant paper mache heads to wear places. You know, and and like or like um like the big pig face mask from like Generation Swine the Motley Crue album cover. Like I feel mm-hmm. like I would have done that sort of thing. Because that seems like the smart ass, you know, 18 year old me. And the only reason the smart ass 49 year old me doesn't do it is because it's just like, I don't want to fucking deal with it.
4: (laughs) You know, that's because I'm not your neighbor. Dude, if you were my neighbor,
0: my goodness, like, like I. (laughs) (laughs) If you were my neighbor, (laughs) the cops would probably know us really
1: well. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> really well mm-hmm. like
0: um so i appreciate the two of you are wearing masks would you please go inside and put your pants back on <laughs> you know
4: ultimately listen
0: yeah. we're required to wear masks nobody said a thing about pants
4: that's right you know? <laughs> so, yeah that's what are you talking yeah. about yeah. yeah 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 so once again the world's gone to hell in a handbasket up here so for the next two weeks all i'm really going to be doing is just stuff for radioactive metal you know me and my buddy Darn, jack are not
0: gonna that be,
4: yeah <laughs> going to be me and my buddy jack are going to be hanging out and i'm going to be continuing and going to finish off well in advance the october horror movie challenge rock on man i've been taking as we speak it is october 16th I am up to movie 19, i I'm so that means I am three games up, and uh, it's looking pretty good. I think um, when we're done here tonight, I'll probably catch a couple. One of the things that I'm really excited to um, have done for the October Horror Movie Challenge <clears throat> was here's another bucket list moment last Monday. As we speak, I caught the original 1974 Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the theater. That's awesome. Yo, dude. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And I tell you, all week. I don't know if you've ever heard Laz Rockets Leatherface from the from the leather from the Texas Chainsaw Three Leatherface movie. I feel like I have, but it's been a oh, it's an absolutely amazing song, and we've played it on this show on more than one Halloween. But all week, I've just been walking around. It's your invitation to come join Leatherface. Leatherface, just just walking around the house. I must I must be driving her crazy by now. <laughs> by now, I mean the song. you
0: probably are, but I doubt it. Just started this month, uh, <laughs> you know? Like... Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah, the past 30 years I've been finding other ways to drive her crazy. Yeah, so I,
0: I, I feel like yeah. she's probably developed an <laughs> immunity, at least of some sort. And, you know, she probably knows what she has to do in October. Like, it's, it's September 1st. She's like, oh, October's coming, right? Okay, let's start the regimen so I can make it through. You know, she's probably got some secret.
4: Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And she's not going to let anyone in on it just so, just in case it's, um, she runs out of supplies or something. And then. And then she's she's stuck with me, so um, that's that, that's kind of the things like she likes about me doing this show. She likes the fact like like I go to a lot of shows when the world was open, you know, and it never bothered her. Like my I, I know most wives would be like, "Are you on another show? Are you doing this again?" There, there are times mrs. snowy goes don't you have a show to go to like don't, don't don't you have an interview tonight don't don't you have somewhere to be aren't your friends waiting for you or something just looking to get me out of the house and out of her hair and all that so yeah yeah so that's where we are with the October October horror movie challenge and in case anyone you know does isn't quite understanding what this is it's the idea is to the challenge is to watch 31 horror movies throughout the month of october leading up to halloween and now you might think wow well, that's easy enough i like horror films i've watched a few freddy movies
0: not a <laughs> faint of heart man yeah
4: yeah yeah it's a little more difficult then you might think, especially when you have a life, you have things to do, like your metal fix.
3: We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix.
4: Okay, I'm going to have a couple shots here. My good buddy Jack in my Motorhead mug while you uh, tell me what's going on this week, dude.
0: All right. Well, first up, I am drinking Ghost Rider. Oh. I, I felt like tonight, since we're super close to... Well, th- when this one comes out, it's going to be the 23rd. So it'll be about a week from Halloween when you guys hear this episode. Um, and it's got this awesome skull on the can with a ghost pepper in the skull's mouth and cherries and the eye sockets. And... Um, it's a spicy beer. Apparently, I've had this once before. Um, and I don't remember. And I would think I would because <laughs> That's got it's got quite a kick to it, then. dude. It's hot. Like, I, I'm not drinking this near as fast as I normally do. And um, I mean, it's, I, I got to say, like, color wise, flavor, aroma, it's. Top's and all those, like it's gorgeous looking. Like it's just a beautiful looking beer. It's sweet, but man, that heat! oh it, it's it's. This is one I feel like I need to get for those people. Who are like, oh, I like spicy, and just kind of slip it to them, see what happens. <clears throat> you know, so that's going on. And then this week, I started reading the original Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Oh wow! I've never read it before. Hmm. Never in my life. And I got to say, it's really a fine piece of writing. Like, I'm only a few pages in. But, like, some of the stuff they're talking about, I'm like, it really paints a picture. I'm like, wow, like, this is some really good writing for something that's supposed to get horribly dark, you know. Um, But I'm doing that for research for something else I've been working on. So I figured I should probably sit down and actually read that. And um, Mm -hmm. you, you ever clean up the house, get rid of stuff, and then regret the stuff you got rid of?
4: Um, no, because I'm, I don't throw away anything cool. Like I, if I can keep all of my magazines, all of my CDs, all of my music related stuff and all that. So, but yeah, why what's going on?
0: Well, I don't know what was going through my head, but I had this great book on werewolves and Mm. I I got rid of it. I remember getting rid of it and I got rid of it since I've been down here. And just because, like, there's only so much room, I'm like, oh, I never look at it. Well, currently, with this other thing I'm working on, like, it would be a really good book to have. So I ended up, I, I'm not sure if I rebought the exact book I had, but um, I rebought this book called The Werewolf Book, and it's basically an encyclopedia of shape shifting beings.
4: Mm-hmm. And, um,
0: yeah. dude, like, I'm just reading, like, because I've thumbed through it and I was reading different stuff. Like, they have a, a bit in there about, like, Adolf Hitler being a werewolf and, all sorts of other little beasts and things. But the, the introduction is just great because there are people who like full fledged fully believe that they can shape shift. And you know, there's doctors that are on the fringes that are like, no, like it's really not that far fetched to think that we can have a transformation. I'm like, "Hmm. all right, (laughs) right. maybe, maybe I'll get my wish. Like, and I'll be like team wolf. You know, I think that will be great. Uh, but and Team Wolf is what I've been watching for my that was my pup like my thing my family's home the dogs here in the studio with me <laughs> but um like the Team Wolf series the MTV series I've been rewatching really mm-hmm. it dude it's so good it is so stinking good like like if if you can get it on your Netflix or wherever else or Amazon whatever because I'm watching on Amazon like g- give it a watch it's r- just The stories, all the folklore, all that sort of stuff is just fantastic. You know, um, and I think I'm up to season. No, crap. I'm up to season five. I think I just finished season four today. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And there's six seasons. So, I mean, like I've been I've been watching like I've had projects at work where it's I don't want to call it busy work, but it's nothing that takes intense like I'm not doing creative thought, let's put it that way, because I can't even say it doesn't take intense thought, because it takes intense thought. Like I have to be accurate on the stuff I'm doing, but it doesn't okay. take creative thought. So if I'm not doing creative thought, I can watch a movie. If I have to do creative thought, I have to listen to music. You right. know, so like I put the I put on Team Wolf in the background while I'm doing this non-creative stuff, and I'm like, oh, this is, you know, like it's it's been a blast. I'm like, oh, this is great, and like. It's weird how else my brain focused. But yes, I was watching those. And then I think I've talked about the Monsters Are Good site here, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so um, I ordered <clears throat> another t-shirt and I meant to send you this picture so you're ready to talk about this. But if I had a picture on a shirt of a werewolf on one side, a zombie on the other, and in the center it said Teenage Kicks, what does that mean to
4: you? Well, there is... Well, you see, when you put werewolf and teenage, you uh-huh. know that that kind of gives it a, a throwback to the old. I was a teenage werewolf yep, with Michael Landis. I was a teenage zombie. Exactly. Well, yeah, yeah. See, that's kind of what I think. Yeah. I knew
0: you get it. I knew you get it because that, that's what. Because I looked at that shirt and I'm like, oh my goodness, I was a teenage werewolf. I was a teenage zombie. I'm like, I gotta have it. So that's my new shirt. Came in the mail no, no. this week. I am wearing it right now as we podcast because I just – I love these shirts. They, these are some of my favorite designs. Um, and I'm probably going to end up buying like some extra ones as, as the year goes on because <laughs> I really don't necessarily want to put them away for Halloween, but I want to keep them nice for Halloween, you know, so.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, that's been that. And then remember I was telling you about the um, vinyl club that I did with Metallica? Mm-hmm. So – they're supposed to ship at the end of July. I think about a month later we said, Hey, they're finally shipping. Everything's good. It's gonna still gonna take a couple of weeks. And so I keep checking, no, no change in shipping. <laughs> we get an email today. That, and, and I love I love just how everyday plain language it is. Cause they're basically like, Okay, listen, um, so the <laughs> post office decided that they don't want to use the original bar- barcode, so they sent everything back to us, and we have to manually relabel oh, every
4: package. God. Jeez!
0: And they're like, "We're not thrilled about this either. We're very sorry." <laughs> so, I don't know what in the world is going on, or when I'm going to see this, and because I mean, like this, th- this is still the first one. Right, the the club (laughs) expires in March. (laughs) Like like we haven't even gotten the first one yet, (laughs) you know, but I mean, like it's, it's COVID it's crazy. And like, I gotta, I I just gotta hand it to them for how, for how well they handle it. You know, like they, they've been very transparent about it. They're communicating really well about it. And they're just like, listen, we're sorry. This sucks. You know, that sort of stuff. And then last but not least, you know, uh, you're talking about not being able to do anything for Halloween. Well, dear snowman, I have a solution for you. Okay. There is the Treat Town app. Have you heard of this app?
4: The Treat Town app? Treat, Treat Town. Town. I have so
0: the M&M Mars Candy Company, right? Like Skittles, all that sort of stuff.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they created an app called Treat Town and it's virtual trick-or-treating. You decorate a door you buy virtual candy credits and then kids can come to your door and trick or treat and they get the virtual credit and then they can trade in that virtual candy credit for real candy. Oh wow. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Like I'm not sure how it's going to work um as far as like, the the trading part but like my sister and I both set it up and the kids have been going to her door and then you can play tricks. Now the only bummer is and this is something I want to see enhanced next time because my sister and I both thought like when there's a trick, like we're going to see a trick on the door. Well, the trick is only for you to see as you're playing it. Like the person you play the trick on doesn't get to see it. They just get to tally that a trick was played on them. So I started screenshotting it. Like I'll like throw streamers at my sister's door and I'll screenshot it real quick so she can see it. Um, but my kids love it Like they because they, they were trying different doors. Um, because, you know, you, you can just go to the map and just see a door and be like, Oh, you click on that door and you can get a treat and maybe they're doing public. Maybe they're not. Well, if they're, you know, not giving out treats or they've reached their limit for the day, it'll say ghosted. They're not open right now. No. <laughs> My son is so funny. He's like, ha, huh. I said, I'm playing a trick. <laughs> and he just gets this little sinister laugh. I'm like, Oh kid, holy cow. This is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's been a ton of fun. Um Disney's actually going to join them. They're going to um have, have some Disney stuff. I think starting the 23rd, the Haunted Mansion is going to be open. But they 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 have like different treat destinations like daily that the kids can go to and it's really really it's fun. It's just it's it's really fun. It's certainly not going to replace trick-or-treating, but I mean like you even get to make up your avatar and dress your avatar in a costume so like my avatar is a a werewolf but i still put a costume on it anyway of course you know so it's just it's just fun man and and you just customize the door so you know i i bought some candy credits today and i opened up my door for public trick-or-treating so i'm hoping people find me you know um i should probably share it like on my neighborhood facebook or something like that and see but i mean like i think we're all still trick-or-treating here anyway like damn the man kind of thing because mm-hmm. you know we're probably just all going to be in masks, but you know, right? That's what that is. But yeah, so that yeah. that is yeah. my metal fix this week. That's what I got going on.
4: Right on, right on. With myself, well, I got got a couple things here. I got a couple cool records came across my desk that I want to get to, but before that. Um, On the weekend, I caught up with one Jordan Dorge, vocalist from the Winnipeg black metal band Wilt. Wilt. We've had them on the show before. Yeah, had them on the show before. We'll have them on again when their next record is out. Well, Mr. Dorge was making some room in his rec room, I guess, and he was getting rid of some cool records. He sent me a list and I said, I'll take that one and that one, that one and that one. Include the um from season of mist destroyer 666 cold steel for an iron age and this this is pretty sweet like with the with with the gatefold you know and the lyrics and the pictures inside and it comes with a poster and all that really really sweet as well he set me up with another cool vinyl album, gatefold, everything—really, really cool stuff. Uh, no, that one's just black vinyl. Okay, Dude, that's well. awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The um, this one is um, from the um, Canadian doom sludge metalers Hagatha. You may recall me speaking that's of. That's a great uh, name. It is, it it is, it is. You may recall me speaking of Hagatha in the past a couple years back. They were part of what, you know, I, I call a snowy night because it's, you know, when you find out what makes up a snowy night, you'll totally get it. Ninja Cat Productions was bringing CKY, the hard rock band, to Winnipeg here the same night, though. Another promoter was bringing Hagatha, okay, and they were playing a large church down the road from the Park Theatre where we were putting on CKY. I'm like, well, what the hell? You know, we got these two shows that I want to see. Okay, so I ended up going and doing my rock and roll duty at the Park Theatre, helping bring in CKY's gear and all that good stuff. As soon as I got the chance, I fucked off down the street to this big church and caught hagatha and you know the local grindcore bands playing there as soon as hagatha were done that was it ran back to the park to catch cky's set when i when i when i see two shows in one night or maybe three shows in a weekend or whatever that's a snowy night
0: I was going to say, like, isn't that like a normal night for you? Three shows a <laughs> night?
4: <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes if you could stagger them and I'm feeling motivated. Oh, you'll stagger. Yeah. <laughs> you'll <laughs> stagger, could, my brother. I can definitely do that. And I remember I was really impressed with Hagatha and all that. So uh, it's like, dude, yeah, set me up with those. And If I'm sounding weird and all that and off to the distance because I'm playing with them right here. Excellent stuff, excellent stuff. Thank you, Jordan. And, of course, as you may recall, you know, last week we did our little tribute to Mr. Eddie Van Halen the next, the following afternoon after we recorded that, I was kind of dicking around on the Tubi channel. And with that, what what Tubi is, if no one knows, um, you can download this um channel if you have a roku or a smart tv or whatever i don't know what it is we just have any this of those TV.
0: smartphone I, oh, like okay. i've got it everywhere it's fantastic
4: oh okay and it's all okay. because of
0: you you turn me on to it
4: oh right on right on well we have one of these roku tvs and along with it you download the uh tubi channel and not only is there horror movies just right off the hook but um, they have a really cool um, concert documentary section as well. And I spent, you know, the time watching Van Halen, The Early Years, which was basically... Nice. Uh, some, yeah, yeah, but it really wasn't anything that, you know, there, there was nothing groundbreaking. Nothing mm-hmm. that we as fans didn't already already kind of know. I just kind of found it kind of funny that, okay, the early years, according to this documentary, okay, was leading up all the way till David Lee Roth leaving. That's the early years? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that's not the early years. That's, that's halfway. You know?
0: I mean, you know, maybe Billie Eilish put this together as her tribute to Van Halen.
4: (laughs) Maybe. 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 yeah yeah, but nonetheless it was still it was still a lot of fun it was good to listen to as well there was a really cool um doc on the um on the us festival really as well yeah right after that you know because it pops up because you watch this maybe you'll yeah. like this and all that and it's like oh on the 1983 us, US festival and all that so I saw a co- a cool documentary on that I think it was originally a three-part miniseries because about a third of the way through, they ran credits. You know, two-thirds oh, wow. of the way through, they ran credits. At the end of the doc, they ran credits and all that. So it's like, oh, this is a, you know, this is a miniseries. Okay, fine. Well, there's kind of kind of short on the metal, I think. I think we just saw um, Judas Priest and the Scorps, and we know, and Triumph. And, you know, there was an entire the second entire day was all dedicated to the hard rock and the metal and all that. And still, it was a nice little journey, you know, from yes back to yesteryear that I kind of wish, you know, that I was there because 1983, I had not gone metal full time. So I would have been just like over the hill to see, like, over the hill. I would have been just. <laughs> You're over I would the hill now. Over, yeah, I'm over the hill now. Yeah, Freudian slip. <laughs> I, I would have been over the moon To have seen like the Stray Cats
0: Oh you dude know? I'd still oh. be over the moon to see the Stray Cats
4: When they came out And their set Was a guitar, a stand up bass Like a snare drum, a kick drum And a cymbal right? And like three guys right at the front of the stage <laughs> Each I'm like wow like This is some stripped down shit man but And they was just a lot kill of- it They just oh, yeah, definitely. kill it yeah. Like I like, think, like sorry, I think Brian Setzer is definitely one of the most underrated guitarists of dude, any genre. Like
0: he's you know. one of the greatest guitarists ever. Like he is like like when you just want to like like make a list of just just instrument defining and re and, and changing guitarists. Like Setzer is right up there, right? <laughs> I mean, like obviously Eddie's an obvious choice. Like anyone who can't put Eddie in that is just out of their mind but like Mm. Setzer he's right up there man and that guy like so him and um Thurgood I saw him and Thurgood play a handful of years ago now five to six years ago and um Thurgood still sounds amazing but he didn't play that much guitar but um Setzer he's like, like and when I say sounds amazing I mean like Thurgood can still sing like like I'm noticing a lot of guys getting up there start losing their voice, but um, Setzer man, he's still got the voice and he can still play. He tears it up, brother.
4: No, 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 no. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of those. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Yeah, even even fifty year old Snowy would definitely take in the stray cats in given the opportunity. For sure, for sure. A couple of cool records here across my desk. Um, Gray haze Records have done it once again. You may recall earlier this year we played it on the show, and they had re-released. Like they're they're mostly known for re-releasing old Brazilian thrash and death and black metal from the old Cogumelo records from way back in the day. Basically, Cog. Co- Cagumelo was the label that discovered Sepulcher and Sarcophago and like a variety of those Brazilian bands as well. Well, earlier this year, they re-released Sarcophago's um, hate record. You may recall us cranking it on the show. Well, they're at it again, November 6th. They're reissuing... Brazilians impurity their record into the ritual chamber that re-release that remaster came across my desk and I have to admit impurity yeah okay I'd seen the logo kicking around in fanzines just and all that throughout the years and all that never really gave them much of a chance and it's like oh shit I'm really digging this this is some really cool old-school stuff as well Um, October 22nd. So by the time you hear this, I think it comes out the day. Yeah, you said October 22nd is when this episode will be available, I believe. 22nd and
0: 23rd, somewhere there.
4: Right, right. Dark Descent Records presents the new record from Invincible Force Decomposed Sacramentum. Um, Invincible Force. Okay, they kind of started out Couple of years back, okay, like even with the name, which is an old Destruction song, you know, an old an old classic song from the from Dis- from eighties yeah. Destruction, and they actually sounded like Destruction, you know, <laughs> with, with the name and all that. So I was kind of like, oh, all right, you know, okay, whatever. Well, Invincible Force are back. The new record came across my desk. Dark Descent. Okay, good good folks there, okay, let's give this record a shot, and they've kind of, yeah, like, and they even hail from Germany on top of that, which doesn't really help, you know, being, you know, trying to lose the destruction clone tag and all that. That never helped either. Well, they seem to be cutting their own, paving their own way here, cutting their own sound cloth, shall we say, and they're kind of giving us more of a I don't know more of a more of a more of a uh, morbid angel type influence, and it's coming up with a lot of really cool stuff. So we're going to drop a track from Invincible Force as well. But first of all, how about that new impure? Well, that new slash old impurity record from Into the Ritual Chamber. This is Baphomet's Shield.
3: Okay. Yeah.
1: Halloween night. All right, dudes! <laughs> and it does. That's oh, let's party.
3: Ten kids. All they want to do is raise a little hell. Now, as long as they live, they'll wonder what's gotten into them night of the demons
4: blessed be the sinners for the day of atonement is at hand stop looking at me and a decompose as sacramentum record from the new and improved Invincible Force that is Perpetual Black Mass. That record available, well, today, right now. You're listening to this Friday morning, or perhaps you, hopefully you listened on Pure Rock Radio last night. It is available now, you know, so if you're listening to this on your, ipad or on your headphones or whatever hopefully you are walking to the record store right now and picking that up that is some good stuff i've never made any bones on this show about the fact that i am a kitty fan like you you remember who who kitty are Okay, I've interviewed them. right on right on right on. Yeah, that's right. You've you've had your experiences with them. I've had experiences with them and I know I know like when their heyday was still going pretty strong when radioactive metal first went on the air and I was probably just irritating the piss out of my first co-host on radioactive metal here just for my love of this band. Okay, and I know I also had a lot of people within the metal scene, and a lot of people now, brutal death metalers, you know, and hardcore punks and all that. They find out like Snowy, likes Kitty, really?
0: They're pretty heavy though, man. Like they were. Pretty sweet.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite bands to this day. Um, not much really going on, you know, directly in the kitty camp so in the meantime you know some of the girls are kind of making themselves busy with other projects drummer mercedes lander for instance has had her own project the white swan it's actually for quite for quite a while now i believe record number four nocturnal transmission Is now available and that afforded the opportunity to sit down and have a chat with mrs. lander it's like hey snowy um yeah white swan has this new record mercedes new record do you want to talk to her um do i want to breathe do i want to breathe like do i want to drink water today yeah yeah I, i definitely do so i gave Said nocturnal transmission a spin, got on the horn with her, and once again, we had a pretty good chat. Is one of those interviews, dude. Okay, now I think it was okay, like when we're doing interviews, mm-hmm. okay, a lot of interviews they're they're kind of like they're questions and answers, and there are many times by the time the subject is relaxed enough and really starts, yuck, 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 okay. And really starts getting into it. I'm out of questions, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you know, that 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 has happened, you know, more than once. I think with this chat with Mercedes, okay, I've had her on the show before, you know, as before we pressed record, we had a little chat. I reminded her. Yeah, you were on the show. It was at this time you know i reintroduced myself she knows i'm a good canadian boy as well as she's a good canadian woman and all that so i could tell right away like she's relaxed it, the, it, i guess it also helps that she's in her own home you know well, as yeah. opposed to doing an interview on a bus or like when i spoke to her here in winnipeg we were in the uh, we were in the lobby of the park theater and all that. So, um, yeah, when you're in your own environment, sitting on your own comfy couch and all that you, and someone, you know, that you could at least feel, you know, you can at least halfway trust and all that makes for a good conversation. Not only just just about, you know, a question and answer, but I felt like the conversation was getting to the point where we were just conversing just two people that just love music, you know and obviously those are always the type of interviews that we enjoy having so to get us to our chat with mercedes let's uh go the track from the aforementioned nocturnal transmissions ep and of course this band okay you know you're going to get about halfway through the song and you're going to realize okay this is very different than what kitty is and i personally think that is the sign of a great musician so from nocturnal transmissions this is the white swan with in love and ritual First and foremost what i was lately this year pretty much ever since march whenever i'm doing an interview my first question is how are you doing health-wise i hope you're healthy happy safe everything that goes on with what's going on in the world today
2: i'm good you know um i uh <laughs> considering uh there i could be a lot worse off you know um mm. I'm working from home and that was kind of a thing. That was a thing before this all happened. So, um, other than that, yeah, things are okay. Uh, I think, I think I'm going to be okay.
4: (laughs) That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I'm hearing that a lot and that, that, that answer never gets old. You know what I mean? Like, that's all I want to hear from everyone. I'm doing well. Thank you.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's so much to not be okay with right now. So mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, it's probably a relief uh, when you kind of you get that A-OK uh, thumbs up
4: vibe. For sure, for sure, for sure. But we're going to um, talk a bit of uh, The White Swan here. Your new record, Nocturnal Transmission, I believe is available now yes. as we speak. Okay, the majority of our listeners will probably, because you have been on the show before with Kitty, mm-hmm. but we might be in- introducing The White Swan to a whole group new group here so whatever yeah. you may want to share kind of as an introduction as to what the white swan is who you are what you do your mother's maiden name whatever you think would be <laughs> best like to get it out there
2: yeah so uh white swan started in 2016 and it was just kind of a uh, uh created out of a necessity to get all of the songs out of my brain that reside there constantly all the time um and i kind of had a backlog because it had been a little bit of time uh since i really had a band that i was really writing a lot for um because uh previous to that i was playing drums for a band called the alcoholies and that, that wasn't uh that band all of their songs were there before I got there pretty much, so um, so yeah. It's uh, it was uh, kind of built out of necessity, and um, definitely um, kind of a little bit on the slow side of things.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, you know, if you like slow, sad music with uplifting lyrics this might
4: be the band for you sounds, <laughs> yeah I, i've i've been reading all sorts of ways that that the white swan has been described that's the best so far that's great <laughs> you're welcome
2: you know i just feel like you know you can't just uh you can't just be like we're this band i just i feel like it needs a little bit more of an explanation than that and i feel like you know slow sad music with, with uplifting <laughs> lyrics let's not forget really super uh, heavy guitars
4: right 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 do you draw from the same influences that you had with Kitty with the White Swan or just as your life progressed and all that you found new new inspirations
3: you
2: know what I, I know, it's inspiration is it's 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 weird for me because like I'm not like oh I'm inspired by this band or you know I want to sound like this band things have never really been like that for me maybe when I was like super young and like first starting my to play uh, my instruments Uh, um, but now like especially I'd say even in the last like 15 years it's just like I don't even I listen to 70s music i don't even listen to heavy music anymore and uh i mean like i get surprised i don't even listen to new music really anymore um with like the exception of a couple bands Mm -hmm. um so it's weird because like i'm not really influenced by anything that you would think that i'm influenced by right like like if anything like i'm i'm like I'm like writing like pop music with like a, of course, like the loudest <laughs> car with no muffler drives by my
4: house. It gives a character. Like gives...
1: you hear that?
2: Jesus, yeah, that's and okay. It, yeah. Um. So, so yeah, I'm just not really influenced by things that you would think. You know, like I love, I love like the vocal arrangements of like ELO and like bands like Sweet and stuff like that and I just feel like yeah, there's just some things that I yeah, like except uh so maybe I would like describe the White Swan as like as like being like a pop popish kind of band with drop A guitars and a lot of fuzz. Cause if you really strip the songs down, like that's basically what it is.
4: Right right, which is you it does differ from what everyone would know you most from like that, yeah. is that just a conscious effort
2: um I think that's just like me like me coming out uh and me being a little bit older and uh just kind of writing uh writing from from feel you know
1: mm-hmm.
2: and just doing whatever i want to do and because like uh, to be honest with you i don't really like, if I'm, I'm, it makes me happy that people are really in, enjoying the band, but, uh, you know, I'm not writing music so people will like it, if that
4: makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, I get that.
2: Like, I, I'm doing it for my own self-satisfaction, first and foremost, and if people like it, I'm like, that's super awesome. Maybe, you know, maybe I like... Good music, or something, or maybe I make good music. Like, who no. knows, right? Uh, but yeah, like it's it's more of a compulsion for me, which sounds really weird, right? Um, but uh, it's like I have to get it out.
4: Mm-hmm. You sound like an it. artist. That's that's great. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Perfect.
2: Doesn't make any sense, and I get it.
4: <laughs> okay, this is basically your 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 puppy though would there be a white swan if you if you said to your bandmates you know what I for whatever reason I can't do this right now would there still be a white swan
2: uh pro- I, I don't know uh like you mean with Kieran Shane just continue yeah. with me I don't I don't think so okay. uh but who knows right like if I were like hey you guys go find a new singer I'm sure they would maybe do it But Kira and Shane are like, uh, they're just uh, they're they're amazing kids, and they really enjoy playing music. So they would probably do something on their own.
1: Right, right.
2: So White Swan might exist, but they would probably just go ahead and you know go do something else that would be fulfilling equally as fulfilling for them. You know.
4: How did you find them?
2: uh, Kira played bass in the Alcoholics with me. Um, and, uh, and Shane is, uh, her fiance.
4: Oh,
2: that's handy. So Kira and I played together for a couple years in the alcoholies and, uh, and, uh, I knew Shane just from, you know, him being around, which was super (laughs) cool. And, uh, and so when I started, when, when I kind of started toying around with ideas, the first person I messaged was Kira and I was like, Hey, do you want to do a band? she's like, yeah, I want to do a band. And I was like, okay, cool. So I got all these riffs. I'm going to get them down. And then I'm going to go over to your house. And we're going to demo them. And she was like, great. And then that's kind of just how everything started.
4: Right on, right on. And this is record number four now, right, I believe? Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, EP number four. Very exciting stuff.
4: Right on, right on. Has has the time gone by with this project or is it still really fresh for you
2: i mean in the grand scheme of things it's always going to be fresh in comparison to kitty Mm
1: -hmm.
2: because you know i spent 24 years in that band i i have spent 24 years in that band thus far so i'm still in that band so because that's a thing uh, but um, but uh, yeah uh, it's been four, four years the first record we put out was in 2016 and we're doing we're doing EPs so we're doing three or four songs uh, each release so I think it's for me that format works a little better just it keeps everything a little more fresh if that makes sense
4: mm-hmm. it does
2: like, I don't know if you've kept up with like we pretty much with the exception of 2019 we've pretty much put out something once once a year which is that doesn't really happen anymore you know
4: not since the 70s
2: no right
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and they you know and back then they were doing like singles and then they'd like drop an lp and then they'd do a couple more singles but yeah mm-hmm. i wish we could do that but that would be a little
4: much, I think. Hmm, right, right. Well, okay. When, like, do you get a lot of crossover audience? Like, when the White Swan was playing live, I imagine like it's all on hold right now. Or no, actually, this is the golden age for local bands because no bands are touring or anything right now. And um, like, are you actually able? Is the White Swan able to play locally at least?
2: Uh, no. Uh, right, right now just with, I believe bars are open, but we're having some crazy second way stuff going on in Ontario right now. Okay. Just like the very beginnings of it, so our numbers are starting to creep up again, so I don't think they're going to be I don't think it's going to be you know, things are going to be open like they are right now for very much longer.
4: Okay, okay, because here in Winnipeg We are. We do have live live venues. No one's touring, but we do have local bands playing, and it's it's limited capacity and yeah, um, you know, distant seating. Everyone, please remain seated. And
2: yeah, I I believe there are like there are live bands that are playing right now, but all the bars are like same thing. Like you know, everybody's spread out. It's not like not like it used to be you know Mm, not at all No. so so who knows what's going to happen with that but um, yeah right now we're not playing shows it's just for us like I just feel like it just wouldn't be good timing I mean I'd love to play a show of course once that happens though it's going to be like I feel like some really good shows are going to happen
4: no doubt, no doubt. Definitely looking forward. You know, f- fingers crossed. You you're able to uh, cross Canada. We'd love to get you guys around here.
2: Um, it would be. I haven't been back since 2012, so
4: it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, you know? yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and this is actually kind of a happy accident that's kind of happened the last couple of days as we're kind of gathering up the why's and wherefores of getting this chat going and this has probably been sitting in my um in my office at work for the longest time and i just never noticed it but just after finalizing this chat with you i noticed that in my office there is a box of white swan tissue i don't know how long it's been there for it's just weird how the mind works and all that have you noticed that
2: yeah you know what's funny is that one day uh Uh, I I can't remember what we were getting ready for But I know I was In this house so it probably was In the last like two or three years Kira and Shane were coming over We were probably getting ready for a show Or uh, Prepping to record Or something like that And Kira came over and was like Oh I got you something and it was A roll of toilet paper that Had The white swan on it and I was like, did I I was like, did I mess up by naming this band? Like seriously. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, I saw it and I thought of you." And I was like, "Oh boy.
4: <laughs> You've so toilet paper. <laughs> there's there's been no cease and desist or anything, no corporate threatening of Not copyright." Yet
2: not not yet but i i feel like people would be able to differentiate between toilet paper and uh and music
4: i i see that too like even even like with bands and it's it, it's like oh i don't want to cause confusion in the market and all that and it's like really i think you're the only one that's really worried about that yeah. <laughs> you know?
2: yeah, if yeah. you confuse toilet paper with like a band there's probably something
4: wrong with you you need help yeah <laughs> <For sure. laughs> yeah. yeah 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 um what about with what's going on with with, with kitty i mean you put out that doc, that awesome documentary about 2 years ago now and then it's kind of mm-hmm. been quiet on the front Maybe you can share with us What's going on if anything
2: nah, Well uh, I think I think uh, We kind of Just were like well What are we going to do after this Um, And we We talked about doing a Doing a, a Record but It just wasn't really in The cards it would have been You know I, I just if we end up doing something, it's got to be a really great offer, and it's. I feel. I feel like it's also got to, you know, it's got to. It's just got to be a really good idea because we don't want to. We don't want to disappoint our fans, right? We don't want to <laughs> disappoint those people that have been waiting, however long it's been since we toured North America. So, two thousand twelve. So, eight years. We don't want to disappoint those people. So, you know, if we end up doing something um it has to be worth it and it has to, but worth it for the fans if mm-hmm. you know what I mean. mm-hmm. oh, like, for sure. it's uh but i will say that since the documentary has gone up on um amazon prime uh like prime video it's mm-hmm. uh and i think it's worldwide which is kind of cool um but uh since it's gone up on prime video uh it's, uh, it's definitely kind of had our, um, oh my god, do you hear that?
4: Are those your kitties?
2: Yeah, he's he's having a little bit of a moment. <laughs> he's he's deaf, and so sometimes he just starts yelling for no okay. reason. Okay,
4: that's, that, he, he's he's making a cameo.
2: <laughs> I know. I can hear my husband going to go pick him up and be like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> anyway, so since uh, since since the documentary's gone on uh, Amazon Prime, our social media has exploded. So like, I'm like looking at like pictures that we're tagged in at least like a hundred a day. Wow. Like it's crazy. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. So uh, things are starting to get interesting if that makes sense and I mean if we were to do it we would we would really have to think long and hard about uh, what we ended up doing uh, in the absence of Trish mm-hmm. so that's that's the other big thing that we'd really want to think about so so those are the two things that like uh, we, we, we want to make sure if, if, if something happens ever again we want to make sure it's worth it for the fans and we also want to make sure that there's, you know, like a something solid uh, kind of to dedicate things for Trish.
4: Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we have had your sister on the show before in the past. Um, when was the last time you spoke to her? Today. Oh, okay. So you were in the same city, like...
2: Yeah, she lives just down the street from me. Oh, good. <laughs> um, she just uh, she just started working at the same uh, the same uh, software company that I work at, and uh, oh. so we work together again. Um, <laughs> and uh, this is not like there's there's been many occasions where we've had the same job, other than being in a band together,
4: right?
2: So, so we work together again. And, uh yeah no I, I see her well right now um, I'm a I'm a, on a two week quarantine uh, but um but uh, my uh, but I usually see Morgan at least once a week so. excellent
4: excellent cool cool yeah like I I didn't know like siblings live in different cities and all that and see one another for the holidays but you know it it feels good knowing that she's just down the road like you're oh yeah excellent excellent right on right on speaking of your sister and family and all that um halloween the halloween season is starting to approach and all that and it's just like it kind of made made me thinking like how was halloween okay when you were growing up was it a big thing with you and your family or is it just like whatever or how did
2: like christmas for us (laughs) (laughs) So, i can remember when we were kids uh my mom and my dad really enjoyed uh decorating the house
4: Mm
2: -hmm. my dad's favorite thing in the universe was scaring the shit out of the little kids in the neighborhood. Excellent. (laughs) So we always had the scariest house. And when we got a little older and we started having musical equipment in the house,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: my dad would, like, set up a PA and, like, put a bunch of reverb on it and, like, watch the kids walk up to the door and start screaming at them through the PA and, like, it was scary and, uh, so, later on in life, we heard from, you know, children that had grown up in the neighborhood and always said, oh, you you lived in that house? That house was the scariest house. I never wanted to trick-or-treat there or walk by
4: or anything. Oh, right on. Yeah. So,
2: so yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited in the next little while because, you know, I get to go to Winners and Home Sense and go pillage the Halloween section because I always have the best stuff. Mm-hmm. But also... My husband is American, and uh, so he goes back to Ohio every once in a while. And he's going to go back in a little bit, and he's gonna he's gonna go to Target for me.
4: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Target's kind of shit the bed here here yeah. in Winnipeg. I was all excited because I don't I I don't shop at Walmart just for ethical reasons and all that, and. Uh, when we were supposed to get a target i was all excited and then it didn't last and it's like oh
2: yeah we had a target here and uh, we had a couple i think we had two or something like that okay. one or two man it was so great and then it was like i don't even know it was in the mall one of the malls here and uh, it they bought out uh, the zelder's building
4: mm-hmm. you're so <laughs> canadian <laughs> Zellers. Well, at least they didn't
2: buy a byway.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so they they bought the Zellers building here <laughs> at the mall, and then it was just like it just sat empty forever afterwards.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And I miss Target. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Me too. Yeah, Walmart. yeah. Yeah.
2: Walmart is horrifying. Like,
4: mm-hmm. I, it just
2: like. I don't even want to talk about it No,
4: no, no, me neither What I'm curious about with with the whole Halloween thing is Did you ever dress up as the cat Peter Chris from Kiss?
2: Unfortunately, no I did not uh, dress up as Peter Chris
4: Because I thought maybe, you know, being a drummer and all that Yeah
2: uh, I did dress up as a cat though Well, there we go Yeah, (laughs) yeah Who who doesn't do that?
4: At least once
2: Yeah, and, like, not even for Halloween.
4: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. What I did notice on one of your promotional videos, um, you had a hilarious House of Frightenstein T-shirt on.
2: Yeah. I also uh, have a Billy Van tattoo. Oh,
4: okay. I I probably should have known that.
2: Well, I mean, I don't... I'm I'm sure you're not sitting there with like a magnifying glass no, looking. No, again. fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh has <laughs> Frankstein was like that was my jam when I was a kid. Um there were clearly it was reruns when I was a kid. Me too, um,
4: yeah.
2: But uh oh god, I loved it so much. Um and uh it, it kinda shaped uh, my love for strange stuff. Because that show, like, as an adult, if you go back and watch it, A, it's amazing. But mm-hmm. B, it's crazy. It doesn't, like, <laughs> there's so much craziness going on in that entire show. It's just, it's insane. So, um, also, I distinctly remember being super afraid of Vincent Price. Ah. <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: Because he's creepy. Well,
4: yeah, that's what made it work so well. right. Yeah, yeah. Then I would assume that you are a lover of horror films.
2: Yeah, yeah, I do love me some good uh good bad movies.
4: Right on, right on. Do you remember what your very first horror movie was?
2: Uh So, uh my parents let me do a lot of things that I probably shouldn't have when I was a kid. <laughs> um and uh uh they let me watch Alien Okay. When I was three.
4: All right. Well, I was I was a little older. I that my parents took me. I was like eight when my parents took me to see it in the theater. So.
2: Okay, so there you go. Right. So they let me watch that when I was a little kid, and I'm sure at eight years old that would have been that would have been horrifying for you.
4: Um, well, I was already knee deep in Star Wars and Flash Gordon and all that, so. It was more of a sci-fi thing for me, but you, you, you were younger, so I imagine that was pretty intense for you.
2: Oh yeah, yeah,
4: yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: Do you? What um, are some of your favorites just over the years?
2: I absolutely love the um, Friday the Thirteenth. Right. Movies uh, up a, until a certain point. Right. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody likes five and six.
4: <laughs> oh yeah well it's just with with movies like that and freddy and leatherface and all that it, i i feel they were just um you know you had the universal monsters frankenstein wolfman dracula yeah and none of them were canon or had any continuity or whatever and that seems to be what all of these movies are now these yeah. are the you know, i feel
2: like any movie in the 80s that didn't have like a really huge budget. One hundred percent, yes. Like, <laughs> there's so many of those, and they always have so many sequels, mm-hmm. and, and and none of them make any sense. They they don't like <laughs> like Troll and <in> Troll Two. <laughs> you're,
4: you're one up on me if you managed to sit through those.
2: What Troll Two? Yeah, <laughs> uh, that movie is actually the. <laughs> The
4: worst thing ever. <laughs> so I uh, heard. So I've yeah. heard maybe I'll have to sit down on a boring uh, Sunday yeah. afternoon one time. Well, um, thank you so much for your time. I'll let you get on with the rest of your evening. It's just maybe in you know, your wisdom and all that, maybe share share something for a young upcoming band that they might wanna like if you could send yourself some advice There's some mystical magical email and all that your younger self back then what would you tell yourself trust no one
2: <laughs> uh, seriously though that's probably what I would say um, I, I would probably say that and then I would probably say you know just play enjoy yourself don't worry about what anybody else thinks about you
0: If you're not tuned in to The Shining Wizards, listen to what some of our fans have to say about the show.
3: Hey guys, it's The Stallion, and when I'm contemplating suicide, I throw on The Shining Wizards because nothing makes me feel better than knowing I'm not one of these four grown adults, virgin fucking marks, discussing a fake wrestling product.
0: Tune in live every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. east, rantemradio.com. It's The Shining Wizards, where it's wrestling talk and talk about wrestling.
3: Back into the ground.
1: Bert, Frank, we have a little problem. Ah, Not alive. Why do you eat people?
3: Not people, brains. Ah! How do you kill something that's already dead?
1: Well, how do I know, Fred? I don't know. Let me think. It's not a bad question, Bert. In that movie, they destroyed the brain to kill him. Is that what they did? The brains, right? Yeah. Brains. Ah! Brains. Brain! I hit the brains. Shoot oh! it off! Get it off!
3: Is nervous.
4: Usual crap.
3: The police are confused.
1: Send more cops. It worked in the movie. Well, it ain't working now. Bring the movie line. It's not a bad question, Bert. It's not a bad question, Bert. It's not a bad
3: question, Bert. The return of
1: the
4: Track from a rather unique release. Um, 2017 War Crimes Recordings, the same record, the same label that handled the White Swans Nocturnal Transmission EP. They put out a really cool seven inch split featuring um, Doomsters Chemists. Ke- Kehemis okay, like there's a band, um, I always struggle with this name, I see it all the time, but they are, um, because I see it all the time, because they definitely have, the last couple years for sure, have made quite a name for themselves amongst um, the music underground, especially the press, That was side A of a cool split release with Spirit Adrift, another band as well, making those same inroads with the underground, kind of in the same style as Chemists as well. That was Conversation with Death. And before that, Vancouver, Canadian Vancouver. Now, that's kind of redundant okay <laughs> Vancouver Vancouver recording artists dead quiet from their truth and ruin record that was atoned deaf and of course you got they definitely go along nicely being a good Canadian band having you know that good doom sound mixing it up with a little more classic rock always a good sound, and I think The Dead Quiet do that quite well, so you're going to want to grab those records, and of course you're going to once again want to grab Nocturnal Transmissions from tonight. Creature Feature, The White Swan with Mercedes Lander. Thank you once again, Ms. Lander, for joining us and everyone um, putting, helping... Put that together. Still, still a favorite subject of mine. Uh, you know, after all these years, like I said, had had her on the show. Definitely the next release. Have her on again, and eagerly awaiting the next Kitty record. What was your experience like speaking with you? Had did you have both Lander I, sisters on? I've only talked to Morgan. Okay.
0: Right? The singer and guitarist. And um, she was just so professional. You know, like, I, I think I told the story on the show before, but it took us like three times to schedule the interview.
4: Mm-hmm. Like
0: something kept happening, something kept happening, you know, it was right. no shows. <laughs> and when I finally talked to her, the amount of struggles that they had, like with their tour bus and just everything else going on, just... It, it it was ridiculous. Like, it would have set anybody over the edge where they would have been like, I'm not talking to anybody. Everybody can F off, see you in a week, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she gets on. She's like, just couldn't be more awesome. Like, I couldn't even imagine if she could be more fun than she was in that interview if she didn't have all that crap going on. Like, she was just that cool, you know? Mm hmm.
4: Mm hmm. Right on right on well I'm glad you um that's a story that you're going to share forever and ever myself the first time speaking with kitty was with mercedes and like I said it was in the um it was in the lobby of the park theater when they were coming through town and they were headlining that evening earlier this that afternoon and I told the story on the show back when it happened back in 2013, I want to say earlier that afternoon, the Warren Music Shop had broke, had burnt down.
0: That's just crazy still.
4: Yeah. 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 And when the band showed up, okay, and we sat down together and we just started chit chatting before I pressed record, Mercedes had brought this up. She had just, she had just kind of heard through the whole grapevine and all that. So she she was super bummed about it and she gave her condolences and, and all that, but it made, um, made for a really cool chat. And shortly after that, yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. And of course, shortly after that, I had joined the war on music, you know, once everything had, um, got back up and running. So yeah, little piece of, um, you know, miss slander there will always have a little piece of um, snowy history there something I'll be able to tell the grandkids as well. Hopefully you know by the time our grandkids come along, tonight's creature fe- tonight's indie spotlight shall we say will be selling out stadiums.
3: We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this this indie spotlight.
4: Spotlight. Uh, I don't know why I do this to myself because when I think of Maryland, okay, I think of the fact that we weren't able to go to the Maryland Death Fest this week. Or this year, ah, okay. Well, we're gonna put all of that aside because we're going to introduce everyone to Marilyn's Leonin or Lionin. I don't know, however, you would, those. yeah, any of those would suffice. Leonin, Lionin is kind of a one man band doing everything. But the vocals.
0: Wow. Okay. Okay.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really cool. If you're a fan of the power metals, if you dig the Halloween, if you kind of dig the Stradivarius, you dig bands like that, I think you're going to get into this band. But like I said, it's kind of a, a one man deal and his... Like his real name came across my desk, but you know me, I'm an you know I'm an old school pro wrestling fan. I totally believe in kayfabe, so you're not finding out this gentleman's real name from me. <laughs> That's for sure. For sure, we're just going to refer to him as Mr. Lionin, Mr. Leonin, however you you want to pronounce it. It doesn't matter. It's kick ass, heavy metal. Let's get into a track from their late his latest release. This is Lion in, and let's go with uh, first song side one. This is Revelation. www.facebook.com slash LionInOfficial or just LionIn.com, L-Y-O-N-E-N. I know they got the Lion in there and they got their little, their nice little twist on making it their own word. Really good stuff, really good stuff. So check them out there. Well, my friend, I certainly this is a good way to start the weekend, but I hate to say it with everything that we mentioned at the top of the hop. I don't have much going on. I don't know what if I'm going to be able to what I'm going to do with myself this weekend.
0: Well, <laughs> I feel like you're going to finish your horror movie challenge.
4: Uh, I think I'm going to have the time for that. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, because with everything kind of slowing down here because of this whole fucking virus and all that it's just uh we everyone i'm gonna put out a personal plea we got to do something about this yeah. okay i even if you, if you don't want to wear a mask you don't want to do this fine just stay home isolate do just do do the right thing do what you got to do because snowing needs to go to shows you know no no shows and all work makes Snowy a dull boy. No shows and all work <laughs> makes Snowy a dull boy. All shows and no work makes Snowy a dull boy. Yes, I watched The Shining.
0: Yeah. This- <laughs> That's How? one of those movies I've never been able to get into.
4: <laughs> How can people get a hold of us?
0: Well, dear snowman, they can go to the interwebernet at RadioactiveMetal.org. That's where we have all of it. It's all there. That's our backlog, our backstory, my back pages, because I was so much older than I'm younger than that now. And you can hear all of our episodes and check it all out. And then, of course, you can drop us a line, radmetal666 at gmail.com. You can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash radmetal. Hit us up on the Insta pages. At RadMetal666. Same there for the Twitter, the tweeting. We like to tweet. We tweet a lot. Not really. Not really. But, um, yeah, so you got those, right? And then, of course, you can check us out on the Shining Wizards Network, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. Thanks to the Shining Wizards. We're also on Spotify, um, along with your other podcast aggregators, such as iTunes and wherever else you get your podcasts, we're pretty much everywhere. We're live. We're nationwide um, and across the country, although more people listen in the U.S. than in Canada, even though it's a Canadian show, technically. Um, you know, Canada's just underachieving. You know, <laughs> they, they can't get near as many coronavirus cases as the U.S. They don't have as, you know, you don't have as many Canadian listeners to this show. Like, you're just underachievers, man. It's,
4: just, it's not working. I know. It's I just know.
0: underachieving. But let's see. Yeah. Um, Hear us first every week, purerockradio.net. And I feel like that's it other than the famous snail mail, um, pen makers mm-hmm. thing. So if you would like to send a snail mail. Now, the fate of the Postal Service is who knows what here in the in the United States. So I would also recommend training a carrier pigeon. But if you would like to exchange paper mail with the snowman, you drop us a line anywhere of those social media places or emails that we mentioned. We'll get you his address, and you guys can write letters just like the old days. Mm-hmm. start, dearest snowy, doused thou... <laughs> oh, darn it. I can't think of the rest of it. I was trying to think of something old, old-timey, old like Abraham Lincoln would have written on the back of a shovel. But I got nothing. I got nothing. I tried. <laughs>
4: That's okay, that's okay What we do have is a cool song We're going out on Once again, I have that Destroyer 666 record In my hot little fists right now Let's go, I guess, sort of kind of with the title track Cold Steel In the meantime and in between time That's it, this has been a nocturnal You know what, That I kind of use that Like to go with the name of the EP, but we're into the Halloween season. Woo! So a nocturnal episode really fits here. I'm uh, Snowy White.
0: And this is Aaron.
4: Signing off.